0: Hey, everybody, this is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Garrett. Now I'm David. Welcome to So Many Scares. (laughs) Which voice, I guess? I don't know. Man, we are super deep into So Many Scares now. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've done Hocus Pocus 1 and 2. We have done Don't Tell Me Yet. Why Did My Brain Drop Out? Smile! We did smile. And this week, we're returning to a franchise we've covered in the past. Yeah? A franchise that... I hold near and dear to my heart. It's my favorite Halloween franchise. Oh. <laughs> like I could spoil it. They clicked on the title. There. <laughs> Taba, Halloween Ends, which is, you know, they all say the final installment of this iteration of Halloween. This is a trilogy that has basically, its goal was to erase everything after Halloween from 1978 yeah. and kind of serve as their own sequels. So. Depending on how you look at it, this is either the fourth movie or the thirteenth.
1: <laughs> you know what? 13 is a great movie for this one to end on, if it does indeed. It's a good
0: number to end on. Halloween Kills came out this weekend. We're we're recording this as it is brand spake and new, dropped simultaneously on Peacock and released in theaters. I know David will have some things to say about that later. But here we are, the big finale. Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Strode is spoiler alert. If you missed Halloween Kills, her daughter is now dead at the hands of Michael Myers. But also, things have gone quiet, and a few years have passed, and Michael is, mis- is uh, I don't know, he's gone. They don't know where he is. So, so more sinister things are starting to bubble up. Obviously, we'll have spoilers for Halloween ends, so there's that. <laughs> Let's start with, I wanted to say, I wanted to start with, you know, the experience of David, you probably watched it on Peacock, right? I did. That's what I thought. And we watched it in the theater. But Garrett, I think you'll agree with me that the theater experience didn't really feel that different. (laughs) I was hoping there'd be some hooting and hollering and some, you know, good old fashioned. But it was watching it at home.
1: Yeah, you know, this I feel like the experience just before we get into the movie itself. I think the experience was ruined. I think I think that the way this movie was handled was poor. As far as release, and I know we get more numbers that back that up, but I really think it was stupid the way that they released it simultaneously. And I think that part of the fun of these movies is to experience it with people and hear those screams and the crazy exaggerations, and some of the kills are happening. And once we start talking about the movie, I'll get into that and my thoughts on that a little bit later, but it was very quiet and it's not as much fun in a movie theater for this kind of movie
2: when it's quiet. David, how was watching it at home? It was, it was fine. I mean, it was, I felt like it was based on my watching of Halloween kills. Mm -hmm. The type of horror movie that this is, I mean, I know it's technically labeled a slasher, but it's kind of a brutalistic slasher. Like there's a lot of like uh, really disgusting kills as opposed to, you know, just simple stabbing, right? There's guys getting bludgeoned to death, people getting their heads blown off, things like that. So uh, it was brutal. And so like that was I felt fine watching it at home. I assume there was not a, a greeting from the director at the beginning of the movie. It <laughs> there was war.
0: not. There was not.
2: <laughs> for Halloween in. Jamie Lee um, Curtis and David Gordon Greed didn't thank us for coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I assume not. Yeah. So it was fine watching it at home. I'll tell you what. I'll, I, I'm very curious to ask you guys about one specific thing. I had an incredible benefit of watching from home because I put subtitles on for that party scene. Could you guys hear anything they said when they were in that bar in the theater? Was the audio better in the theater for that scene? I mean, I don't recall having
0: any difficulties hearing people.
1: No, I don't think so either. But
2: But we were
0: in the Dolby where, you know, it blasts your eardrums. Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. And that might be bad because the sound mixing might be more designed for something like that at home. The sound quality was bad. At least, I mean, it could just be my TV, but I have watched several films on this TV and I've not really had these kind of sound issues. They go to this party. This uh, is skipping into the movie a little bit. Two of the main characters, they go to this big party. There's music playing, which is natural, but they talk a lot in the bar about a lot of different things. And I just couldn't hear any of what they were saying. I mean it was like some of the worst sound mixing I've seen, and maybe it's maybe it's exclusive to this home release, and they really need to figure that out for a movie that's both in theaters and streaming. You got to get that kind of thing figured out because it was inaudible I had to turn this, I, I had to turn the, the subtitle on just to hear half of what was being said. I could pick up what a lot of what was being said just through context clues, like obviously I knew that mom was mad but Everything else, like you know, all these little casual conversations, you have people wearing masks inside. To talk with you know whatever it was, DJ Khaled blasting. I don't know what they were playing. It was terrible. That was a terrible. That was a terrible part of watching it remote. Okay, but so I had was... luckily I had thought that if we had been in the theater, and that would have been the same issue. I would have just been sitting there going, to, "I don't okay. know what they're doing here." Okay.
0: All right. Well, let's get into the movie then. I do want to remind everybody listening. I've. You know, David reminded me right before we started and I still forgot to tell you about our double feature bonus episode we released. That is our, it's an encore release of our Halloween and Halloween kills reviews that we did the years that those came out and they're edited together as one episode for you right there. So if you want to revisit those, or if you haven't heard them before, they're in your feed now. So go check that out. If it's not in your feed yet, so many sequels.com, you can subscribe. So without further ado, let's talk about the meat of the movie. Halloween ends. Garrett,
1: what'd you think? Let's go with you first since David just finished up. You know, I really want to like it, but I don't think it won me over. I don't have a problem with it, but I think the direction was weird. This definitely was not a movie that I expected, and, I, and that's my fault going in with various different expectations and thoughts. <laughs> but I felt like it, it started off tragic. I mean, the way that it kicked off with the story, Corey. <laughs> and the little boy and that situation. And I get what they were doing. Like You're trying to build somebody up. But I look at, you know, 2018, and then I look at Halloween Kills, and then I look at this one, and I just don't fully understand the story progression. I think 2018 has a good return and a good vision. And then Halloween Kills, we talked about pivoting away from the main characters and focusing on the town and pulling back on Glory Strode and all of them, and then you had, Anthony Michael Hall there and whole townspeople. And then you come into this one and none of that is there. You don't have any. It was unimportant. And for the most part, I didn't much carry over. You have a year delay. Michael Myers had just gone and missing. But I also feel like for the first half of the movie, that deep badassery of the characters that you got from Laurie Strode and Allison were really, I felt like they were, I don't know, they didn't have that same kind of strength until the end and then it picked up but i thought that the direction that they took it into was just a little bit i don't know i didn't expect it felt like it took a long time for the kills to get go outside of that first one and uh, but the the endings they brought it together well i think they tied it together well and, and it had a satisfying ending uh i just don't think i cared for the packaging
2: okay david where are you at You know, I really, I agree with you, Garrett. There is a pretty, it's a pretty upsetting cold open. (laughs) At least it was for me. And, you know, it's not really something, I mean, you guys talked about in Halloween in 2018 about it as a child or at least a young person being strangled. And that was, that's one thing. This was a pretty gruesome depiction to open the movie. And it's set one year after the events, I guess, of Halloween and Halloween Kills. I agree with you, Garrett, for how chaotic Halloween Kills was. And how much of a story, the town of Haddonfield seemed to be in that one did seem like a complete shift in terms of tone and story. There's a lot of like, this movie, so this movie ignores everything after Halloween 78. So, and so like, if there was somewhere in that alternate timeline of 10 movies or whatever that they made in which Jason or me, Michael Myers could pass evil on to somebody they decided to bring it back here, which was a confusing element for me at first. Cause I was like, and, I, and they seem to feed into those conversations we had about is Michael Myers human? Is he something more? Is he really pure evil? And in this movie, we actually see him seeming to get strength back, heal bones after killing someone. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay. So now they're really feeding into there's something supernatural about Michael Myers, but, but Michael Myers He's kind of not in the movie that much, like he's really holding back for a lot of the movie, and his few moments are short, and then it's all about this new character, Corey, who is kind of a tragic case who becomes who has a, a tough life after a really bad incident in his life and and the town cracks on him, and then He unfortunately just gets sucked into becoming something he never was, which I don't know if that's supposed to be commentary on something or not, but it it was kind of a, it was kind of a depressing element, but Hey, it's a horror movie. Let's, you know, we soldier on, but yeah, but you know, for so much of the movie to really be off of Lori and Michael, it feels odd when you consider like what the trajectory seemed to be from that first Halloween movie where it was like, Lori's back and she's pissed. You know, she's been waiting for this day. And this movie kind of made a lot of points of saying like, you know, I'm not looking to set a trap. I'm not looking at anything. I just want to, you know, stay in this town and get old and die, right? And, you know, I get that. After you after that really bad Halloween in 2018, I would want to like just move on too. But it just kind of felt like, it almost felt like an entirely different teamwork on this, which isn't necessarily the case because the way Halloween Kills ended with, oh, I don't remember the daughter's name, but Judy Greer's character, after she dies, I kind of assumed that the next movie was going to be like, was going to pick up right from that moment, the same way that Halloween Kills picked up right from Halloween. And you were going to have like this sort of prolonged, you know, search, fight, manhunt, you know, Lori versus Jay versus Michael. and <laughs> Jason. Anyway. I'd watch that Yeah, though. it was just, it was really, it was a really, different take to go on i do think that in i like the ending he stuck Garrett. i think the ending where michael finally sort of you know saunters over to laurie's house and they have their final confrontation i thought all oh, that was handled pretty well i mm-hmm. thought for what they established as their story the main part of this story which is michael and laurie that went Pretty well. I think if they had wanted to expand beyond just Corey and make the entire town is becoming infected, that would have continued the idea of Halloween kills where you saw the pandemonium that the town was undergoing. I felt like that could have told this same story in a more connected way of like, man, and they even kind of show various murders at the beginning of the movie. And they were like, no, it's not Michael. Michael doesn't use guns. But like the town of Haddonville is getting worse michael's gone but something's getting worse and they could have revealed that he's been in, you know infecting people for the last four years or something but uh, overall i didn't love it but i did i did like the very end of it
0: okay okay you both have made some good points you both have made some good points i will say that I, for what it for what this movie is i enjoyed it quite a bit i had a good time watching it what was it what i expected no it was not And that worked in some ways and it didn't in others, but I really appreciate the risk, I think. It's very reminiscent of Season of the Witch in the sense of we're going to switch things up pretty radically. Not that radically because, you know, Season of the Witch had absolutely nothing to do with Haddonfield or Michael Myers or anyone. But they took a similar approach here in saying, okay, here's what we've set up. Now let's give people a different story. Let's give people this Corey character and then show how he weaves into the whole thing. And I think you're right, David, that there's commentary involved in this movie, a lot of it, because this one is not a traditional slasher movie to me. This is, There's a lot of commentary here about Haddonfield and a town, just a town and how it reacts to grief and the way it treats people. And just, it's this commentary on society, right? Part of the issue is that Corey, at the beginning experiences this really tragic event where he is responsible for a child's death, but.
1: Inadvertently.
0: Inadvertently. And he is acquitted of that in the court, but the town has made up their mind that he is evil. And the argument is that with Michael Myers gone, Haddonfield needed a new boogeyman. And so they created one and. That is a commentary that I like because I think there's realism to it, but it just didn't quite land because I can't articulate it the way I want to. But people need a boogeyman in times of grief and trauma. They always blame someone. And so I think the error of that and the problem with that is what they were trying to get across, but it didn't quite work for me because... Corey is just kind of, I don't like his ending. (laughs) I like the ending of the movie. I don't love how Corey ended with him essentially becoming an odd protege to Michael Myers. However, I will say I wasn't too, I was a little taken aback by what really seemed to me, let's see if you all agree, I think you will, that when Michael like shoved his hand through the sewer and grabbed him by the neck, it's like he transferred evil into him. Yeah. That was a little more on the nose than they'd done in the past. However, I do think there was some supernatural stuff introduced in Halloween Kills. Because if I remember right, I swear I remember it being a thing where it sure seemed like the more Michael killed, the stronger he got. Because yeah, that I was mean, part of it's what the always, whole... Yeah. And you that's what we got.
2: Or go ahead, David. I think it's always seemed that way. But yeah. this is like the this first very that we seen it like very blatantly like he stabbed a guy and then like his arm healed you know in this one whereas in pre- previous movies he would lead. just kill people like and he would just keep sauntering on and killing more people it was very um, it's not... aggressive yeah
0: so what and i it, like it's... is that it would have
2: been great if he get his arm chopped off and then grow a new arm we've that never seen been... that <laughs> you know that would have
0: been too far i like that there's a this movie really did not go where i thought it would and every time it would do something, and I was like, "Oh, they're going to do this, they didn't, and so I liked that. I thought, you know, oh, man, Michael has just like possessed this kid or something, and now he will have a new youthful body." I would have not liked that, and thankfully, right. that's not what happened, <laughs> but so that was a no. good subversion of expectations, where they were constantly keeping me guessing, just not perfectly,
2: no and not. Yeah, and that was, uh, there was some ambiguity at first because when, like, so this the way they portrayed the scene, he's, like, choking Corey and, like, you kind of see Michael's eye and then you see Corey's eye and then there's, like, a flashback of events showing Corey's life and it's, like, it was, like, and then Michael lets him go and I was, like, okay, what happened there? Did he, did Mike, did did Michael just transfer, like, his evil killing bloodlust into him or did he, like, Feel sympathy, feed his mind and the the capability of evil in Corey and then like, say, ah, oh, a kindred spirit. I that's will, what you know, I'm
0: thinking will is will that him. Corey was in a weak place and was able to be easily influenced to evil because the whole town hated him already. And he right. just kept getting attacked and jumped and bullied everywhere he went. So I think he was just a prime target. I do still have a lot of, qu- it leaves me with so many questions about Michael Myers and his lore, though. Like, why did he disappear into the sewers for so long? Is it because, right. is this a Voldemort situation where he was, like, weak until he could get stronger and yeah. then he could come out? Or, but that wasn't really established. Why is, what happened? It seems like well, he had,
1: I had it, most you mentioned earlier, through. going to, like, taking the year off. I think that was a mistake because of how it was just a continual thing. And then plus the way that Halloween kills ends with Corey's daughter be murdered. Like there would be based on their history, there would be an incredible level of vengeance that she would have. She wouldn't be like, oh, okay, I guess my daughter was murdered. I'm fine for a year. I'm just gonna live my life. No, she wouldn't have done that. She would have wanted her. I would have uh, wanted, wanted his head on a platter. And you didn't get that. Think, and yeah. I think that was a mistake, too. Um, I think that Corey and I think that Corey served his. Purpose and like again, he was there for the commentary. It was a very nature versus nurture type thing, and at least that it's like essence. But I think that it just it didn't land because he came out of nowhere. You know, I think that if you know, I think that any time that we talked about this in the pants with some, in our double feature, we talked about how any time that it gets away from the Strode family, the movie is weakened.
2: Yeah, and I feel like bed.
1: each of these movies were weakened from the 2018 movie their Halloween Kills was still good because they were there, but it mostly focused on the tumor. These, right. This focused mostly on Corey. It did take away from the struggle for a pretty good chunk of time. And it was difficult. So I think that, again, I mentioned this last time. If you want to have that struggle, you can use Alice, who just lost her mom, who was in a weak spot, easily manipulated by Jason or Michael Myers. And you guys, was, we got to do the
0: Friday the 13th now.
1: I, gotta, I know, to will next. But I, but yeah, I think that you could have done that with her and it would have kept it in the strong family. You would have had, you know, Lori out kind of getting her vengeance, her daughter trying to be and being afraid of where she's seeing her granddaughter go. I don't know. I think that Corey just kind of came out of nowhere and didn't really stay into
0: the puzzle. Well, there's in some a, ways. Yeah. You
2: know, yeah. There's a lot of new characters in this one, or at least characters that were, that seem new to me. We had Allison's uh, cop boyfriend that I don't, no, remember, I don't remember, or X. Was he in uh, the, either of the other two movies? No. I truly we'll don't remember. remember.
0: I do want to say, I got to issue a quick correction here. Uh-oh. I don't think it's invalidated anything we've said, but this movie is actually four years after Halloween Kills. Yes, one. that's
2: Four yeah, years. Yeah, so the event of Corey accidentally killing that kid, that was a year later. And then the rest of the movie is three years after And then after there's a three-year jump. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, yeah, okay. 2022 in the movie, whereas... The events of halloween and halloween kills both took place in on the same night in halloween 2018 yeah so yeah it's uh i don't think it invalidates much but yeah it is kind of no. it is interesting that that's where they decided to go with it because it really felt like based i mean even the titling halloween ends yeah. i don't know what time judy Greer died on in halloween kills but like you know the events of that, the events of the third movie being like the last four hours of Halloween or something like that, or before sunlight comes up the next day on November first, could have been. I feel like seemed like the way they were going with like this is going to be one hectic Halloween.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Also, jump, go oh, ahead. I was I just going gonna... to do you want to talk about kills at all?
0: Yeah, I do, and I wanted to comment real quick on you had said earlier about, or you commented on the badassery of the women, and I was also. I still thought, I actually still thought Laurie was pretty strong. I appreciate it. She was at the end. She wasn't the, was the end. Well, she had changed, right? She had decided yeah. to be, to not live in fear. So I appreciated that. But yeah, it, it was Allison that I thought was a truly shameful turn, where she was not just not very strong for the majority of the film, but was also like an active obstacle for Laurie in a lot of ways. And I was like, ah. You had so much potential. So that was, yeah, I did not love Allison in this. But the kills, I did like.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the first two were kind of, were were, were pretty mundane, I feel. I'm trying to think of the first, I'm pretty sure the first two are the doctor and the nurse. And they're pretty much just stabbings. But those, uh, those punk seniors, I'll tell you what, a collection of kids that would never hang out with one another, if you look at them. Those guys (laughs) deserve it too, I tell you what, I didn't. Everybody was waiting for it. We're all waiting for like, yeah, those kids are gonna get it. And I felt bad because that one blonde girl was like, "Leave them alone," and she got like, she got pretty, pretty effed up.
0: Well, Uh, you still hang with the bad crowd,
2: girl. I think honestly, the how did the junk die?
1: Oh my god, the radio DJ had the most brutal death where he'd be slamming that face on.
2: That was, I think, the worst.
1: Nasty. His face all
2: smashed up and his tongue hanging out. Then he cuts his tongue off. Hanging out, cut out. that was a uh, lot. I loved that was it. brutal. That was brutal. And then I felt that bad from, like, outside the guy who was like forty. Like
1: we're pretty low on this one, honestly.
2: There, honestly, they were for the most part. They were all it seemed to be all sandwiched into the end. You know, I yeah. mean, you have a, a few deaths early on. You know, that homeless guy dies, but like that, you know, there's a lot of stabbings early on, and then like the brutal kills don't come in until much later. Right. I this think is honestly, later. this movie
0: is not much of a slasher.
2: The most, my favorite. Not so I honestly I think maybe the best one is Michael himself getting killed. Like they F Michael up. That's my favorite. Although I don't count it as a kill because he was dead.
0: Allegedly, he was dead when they were carrying him out. But Mm -hmm. man, yeah, seeing Michael Myers go through a garbage shredder was Andrew was sitting next to me. I thought he was gonna be here, but I guess not. And he was like, Oh, (laughs) and I it was good. That's how you want Michael to go? Because how many times how many times have we said Make sure that mother effer is dead.
2: I I had a feeling too. They showed for a very brief while earlier in the movie, early in the movie, the garbage shredder doing its thing, right? Or the garbage. I don't know what you call that, but I was like, Ooh, that's getting used. That's getting used for sure. And every time they went back, I was like, here he goes. I was like, and then I was so sure it was going to be that kid in the Letterman jacket, but uh, yeah, putting Michael Myers. A dead body you assume in the thing man what a you see i see a lot of those videos on tiktok of people throwing like stuff i get those thing. too and now i feel weird about it it do too but even just them cutting him up in the kitchen you know where they're just like slicing it when he rips yeah. the knife through his hand and his hand like all oh. in half yeah i don't like
0: knives N- i don't like knives
2: i don't like that was in blood one of the things that
1: i actually read going into the movie was that it was negotiated at some point in time with some, I can't remember the names, but somebody owned it and they wrote into a clause that Michael Myers cannot die. And in the other movies, like he cannot be dead. And I think the person that had that has passed away and that person's son now <laughs> owns rights to this clause of the Michael Myers situation. And so one of the things that I was reading was that they think that they were, er it was like, they're going to keep to this. And so the way that I was seeing this movie go, knowing that in the back of my mind, Is this Michael Myers will die, but that transference and that essence of Michael Myers will continue into Corey. And so I think that's also what they may have been trying to do, but then they blew it up
2: when they blew him up. I mean, it was, I was totally unexpected. Yeah. I actually think it's a satisfying ending for both this trilogy. And I think for anybody who's been a big fan, I think of Halloween. Is because I think even though you're even though you watch obviously Michael Myers is the attraction of the Halloween franchise. I kind of feel like seeing the him finally be beaten is kind of cathartic in a way. It's like oh, right. God, well, so here. yes, this is one of those deaths
0: where it's like okay, I don't know how you come back from being shredded like that, but yeah. this is not. They've done this before in a sense in Halloween H two O. Lori literally cut Michael's head off. And the movie ended with him dead. But then in Halloween Resurrection, you get a reveal at the beginning that I guess they put his head back on. (laughs) They literally brought him back to life in the sixth movie. So
1: well, there's
0: always a a way. What What I hope is,
1: again, we're in such a renaissance of horror movies that you don't have to rely on. Maybe the goal is we've shredded him. He's gone. Move on to something else. Give us something new. If you want to do something kind of Halloween-y, that's fine. But take it into a Season of the Witch and give me something different. You have that scarecrow mask. I don't know. But don't make it the same thing. Because at this point in time, we're just going to get into Kill for the Kill's sake. And that's never been...
0: We're at the point where I want, you know, I don't want any more Halloween for a few years. I think this should be the end of this iteration. And then Mm -hmm. they can revisit it later. This is one, like horror franchises especially, you can reboot them all you want. I really don't care because they're fun. So I think I would really love to see more original slasher films now. Let's see what let's see what new franchises we can create. That's what I would like. Instead of just the right. same old um
2: reboots. And it isn't here. I do think it is difficult. I mean it's very tough, I think, to create something new today. Just because oh yeah. When Mike when Halloween first came out, you know, you could dominate pop culture with just a film. You know, you could just have a movie come out and then next the, the following year it's still in theaters and then and you got Halloween masks up in stores and stuff and now Michael without really and even if I remember right you know like Michael's not even much of a character he doesn't have any sense of dialogue he's animalistic at his most basic so it's not like you could say oh well they can't create a character as good as Michael Myers it's like they you can create a character better than Michael Myers with no effort you know but Finding a way to be iconic today with everything so spread out and so in its own niche is just going to be really tough, I think.
0: So we're talking about, you know, how it's hard to make an iconic character these days, and it's hard to get a new franchise off the ground. And it's like, you don't know why, because like you were just saying, David, Michael Myers is not a particularly deep character. He's just kind of a, he's referred to as the shape most of the time in the credits, but on this topic, I was – so last weekend, uh, just for fun, I watched Scream 2 because it's the 25th anniversary of that series. And it got me reading about Scream and stuff like I usually do. I just need to know everything about the movie after I watch it. And I didn't realize this, but – and maybe we've talked about it before, so you'll have to stop me if we have. When I guess when they made – I know what you did last summer. That movie only got made because of the success of Scream. Hmm. Because the screenwriter, the writer who wrote Scream also wrote, I know what you did last summer and had actually been shopping it for years and no one wanted to touch it. And then Scream was a success. And all of a sudden the studios were like, hey, he's got this other script we never wanted. But now we can say from the writer of Scream Hmm. and it ended up becoming another pretty big hit. So I think a lot of the reason is they just won't take chances on new horror. We're seeing it a little more now, and we've talked in brief a bit about how I think most of us at least feel like horror in the past few years has been really interesting and has done some really cool stuff. But it seems to mostly come from independent studios like A24 or visionary directors like Jordan Peele. It seems to be the only way you can really get through, but I feel like there's some really good horror scripts out there that they just aren't looking at.
2: I think the most successful ones have been the ones that have... Had a plan, stuck with it, and they completed the story. Right? I don't uh, think we've seen a lot of movies that just got sequeled to death, as Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street did back in the '80s, where they just started making sequels of this of the movies over and over again. Right? I don't know if horror was necessarily better back then. They just kept making the movies. They were just like just do another. Well, it had
0: a it had a moment in cinema, right? Like we're having, we're still in the midst of a big superhero moment right now. Mm-hmm. And I think horror was a big moment, especially slasher in the 80s. Yeah, we still haven't, in my
1: opinion, got a good horror or slasher since, I would say, Ghostface. Yeah, I think, think, uh, especially... You could argue Jigsaw, but I think that is questionable just because Jigsaw is so many things. It's not necessarily Some people associated with the puppets. Some people so associated with the, with John. Some people associated with Carrie. Some it varies. So
0: I mean, when you talk about a big bad of a horror franchise, yeah, I think Jigsaw and Ghostface are probably the last two ones that actually became iconic. I can't think of one since Jigsaw, and Jigsaw's been around a, a really long time now. <laughs> like yeah. 2004 or three, I think, is yeah. when Saw came out originally. So, yeah, it's been it was... a while since we've had a new character take off.
2: I know that there's, I've seen a lot of like iconography for that, that like, trick or treat with like the guy with like the sack head, you know? I don't Interesting know if that's you actually all that you mentioned that popular. movie. Huh?
0: Interesting well, that you mentioned that movie.
2: I don't know if it's actually really popular or uh-huh. if it's just, you know, if it, I'm just seeing it in a lot of places.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, that's a bit of a cult film right now for sure. But I would like to see them just take more chances. Was, my argument you know you had i know what you did last summer sitting there for years but you didn't want to try it until scream came out
2: we may or may not have talked about that in our i couldn't remember. I know what you did last summer episode so and that yeah sure to...
0: i couldn't remember but we you're right we have talked about that and you should go back and listen to it at so many yes. sequels.com we only it's... did the first one though we didn't do all of them
2: no we have not. Oh, wait we did have... we
0: do more than one i think yeah. we just did the first i think we just did just the first
2: one and i think we determined there's only three even though it felt like there were eight <laughs>
0: yeah i get confused sometimes well and there's a tv show on amazon now too but yeah okay well i think i think we can start talking about the box office now unless there's any other lingering thoughts about halloween ends anyone would like to talk about
2: no no okay, well,
0: i'm ready for this conversation because it's already creating some discourse on the internet
2: that's right that's right josh if you have that article go ahead and pull it up that one you sent me sent us because i wouldn't mind talking about that too but uh, let's get into the opening weekend numbers so halloween ends debuted just this last weekend for us october 14th of 2022 Uh, It opened to 40. It looks like the numbers are going to finally triple down to $41.2 million in its opening week, just ahead of Smile in the number two spot with 12.4. Lyle Crocodile with 7.3. The Woman King stands tall at number four with 3.6. And at number five, we have the disappointing Amsterdam with 2.8. You know, in a bubble, not necessarily an awful opening weekend, but when you add in the actual context... It's disappointing in a lot of ways. So the expectations for this movie were to be at least over 55 million in its opening weekend. This movie did release, as we talked about earlier, day and date with Peacock. And we'll get a little bit more into that as a whole in a second. If you look at the franchise for Halloween, if you look at like all how Halloween has performed throughout the years, the number one movie, and it probably will be forever, even if they sell this to a new studio and they make a whole new franchise here in five years or whatever. Halloween 2018 is the when it comes to this franchise. They made $159 million total. It opened to $76 million, which I believe for a long time was the highest, high, one of the higher opening weekends for an R-rated film. I don't think it is anymore. It might still be the highest opening for a horror film. And then Halloween Kills is number two. Halloween Kills had, a, had an opening weekend of $49 million, sort of in the pandemic. It came out just last uh, last year, didn't it? So it was, you know, toward the end of the pandemic in 2021. And it would go on to make $92 million, even though it was day and date. So it almost reached that $100 million mark, despite being, it was despite streaming at home. Halloween Inn, it looks like it's going to open about $9 million worse than Halloween Kills. I would, right now, I would say Halloween Inn's has opened in the number six spot for the franchise. With just 1978's Halloween. Halloween H2O, and Rob Zombie's Halloween ahead of it. I honestly feel like it's got a very good chance at being the number three. This particular trilogy, trilogy, quadrilogy, if you will, I think, well, I guess 78 can't because H2O is still going to be ahead of it. But I think this trilogy, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, is going to be the most successful of the films. I would say Halloween Ends probably finishes between 78 85 million when all is said and done. Maybe it'll go a little higher than that. Maybe it'll get a better boost at Halloween than it will this weekend, but I I don't see it making 100 million. I don't see it making Halloween Kills as 92 million. So I would think best case scenario is you finish in the low 80s, but most likely I would think high 70s, which for the rest of the franchise is great. <laughs> most of these movies, most of the Halloween movies didn't even break 20 million in their day. So it's not a; it's a franchise. A lot of people want to think is like one of the big time all time box office halls, but it's just because even at, you know, twenty five million Halloween two made back its budget, you know, and this movie made back its budget this weekend as well. So like it's a going to be a success, no matter what. On the topic of day and date, it is very strange that they decided to day and date this almost a full year after they needed. It. I so I said that. I said in our Discord, a great reason to join us on Patreon and you can be a part of our Discord group and have conversations with us about the box office or about new movie news or even just about whatever's going on in your world. You can play games with us and stuff like that. But we talked about in the Discord how it's such a baffling decision because almost no movies are day and dating at this point that it almost feels like it was some kind of weird contractual obligation to me. Like they decide when they decided to day and date Halloween kills. They also put it in writing somewhere. We're just gonna day and date both of them because at this point we don't know what the state of the pandemic is gonna be in 2022. And they just couldn't get out of that somehow. It's unfortunately a bit of a disservice to the creators of the film, not just the director, not just the writers, but all the crew that worked on it because I think pretty clearly, I mean, I don't know if it would have made exactly those expectations, but you've shorted the movie. Probably at least nine to ten million dollars in its opening weekend, maybe fifteen to twenty for its lifetime gross. I don't know. Word of mouth might just might a, a, an article
1: well. where that was the uh, like one of the peacock's highest streams <laughs> movies.
0: So yes, no. P- Universal said that this is the biggest two-day premiere on Peacock of any film or television series. Now, what does that mean? No one really knows because they did not give us numbers. <laughs> And Peacock is not one of the bigger sub-streaming services.
1: Mm. I'd be interested to see if they got any new subscribers. I think that'd be interesting, That's the question. It does show that there is a desire to see this movie, but it also shows that for a movie like this, if you give people the option to watch it at home, they
0: will. Well, so a lot of people are upset about this decision, including... The director of the movie Freaky, Christopher Landon, he said, he put out a bit of a rant the other day. and He called it one and I will read it and I will warn you that at least one point it is graphic. <laughs> he said, I feel another rant coming on. Today it's the day and, de- day and date release strategy for Halloween Inns. Stop doing this, please. It doesn't work. Studios, stop gambling with filmmakers and their movies to try to prop up your fledgling streaming services. This happened to me on Freaky, and it destroyed us. We worked so hard to make a fun movie, blood, sweat, and tears, months away from our families, and for what? They love to use the term, two bites of the apple, but that's just another way of saying, we're going to use your movie as a guinea pig for our streaming service. I begged the studio not to do this, either circle the wagons and protect it for the theatrical, or just go all in on streaming, don't split hairs. At least the Halloween folks were made whole. We got hosed. So yeah, bitter subject. Dear studios, stop trying to suck two dicks at the same time. Honor the sanctity of the theatrical experience. End rant.
1: And just to give him some credit, Freaky is a great movie. And if you haven't seen it, you absolutely should, because it is genuinely very good. It's scary. It's funny. Everything that he described it as, it absolutely is. So that is a high recommendation of a movie that you probably haven't seen.
2: Yeah. And you know, I agree with him on a lot of it. You know, I feel hypocritical because I did watch it on Peacock, but that was mostly because I was sick and I have a son and I didn't want to bother going down to the theater. And uh, you know, I'm lazy, you know, Peacock, the day dates that caters to the lazy in that sense. But, but I agree with the premise. I mean, for the most part, I agree with it. I mean, I understand that two year period of the COVID-19 pandemic, two and a half, whatever you want to say. It was tough. And we didn't know what we were going to do. We, didn't we were not to figure out. And people, the movie industry, the film industry, really like went at each other, really tore themselves apart. And there were a lot of ways that people decided to try to do things, try to figure things out. Because you got movies, you got studios sitting there going, like, we can't hold on to all of our movies for two years. And at the same time, You got theaters going, we need movies, we need something. But like, you know, we also have to, you know, like, are we allowed to be open? You know, I would think that I am surprised that with something like, and Peacock, I guess, doesn't have the infrastructure to do this. I'm surprised that they didn't like make this like a paid premium kind of thing. People kind of, people took aim at Disney for their premium access thing. And I don't think it was, I don't think it was well explained. And I don't think it was well done i think they could have done it better because i think that they needed to make it clear where the money from the premium access was going that money needed to go to the film as opposed to say like what disney Plus's budget or something like that because i think with premium access it's like okay here's your option you can pay for it at home or you can pay for the theater but either way you're paying for it versus this where it's like you've got peacock plus already because you paid you know $4.99. $4.99. Four ninety nine. dollars 99 4
0: Yeah, because you want WWE Network.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, say the exact same thing. He beat me to it. But, you know, you just get Halloween for free, you know, essentially. And I just, it's just, that's just so, that's just so easy. And it's just such a disservice, I think, to, like said, the, the creators of the film. Freaky was in a weird situation. You know, I don't remember exactly the time of year that came out. Did it come out in 2020? It was in 2020.
0: And if I remember correctly, it was essentially pulled from theaters early and rushed to streaming quicker. So it wasn't a day and date release for that, but it was similar.
2: And they got hosed
0: as he worded it.
2: You know, and we, you know, subscription drivers, it's hard to say anything's a subscription driver. It's hard to like pinpoint that any one thing other than just the entirety of your library drives your subscription. You know, Disney Disney can... I don't know if Disney can say that, like the Mandalorian drives subscriptions, but like <laughs> having everything Star Wars related ever, I think that drives subscriptions more. That's so the thing than, is you have so. to
0: have a property like that. I think Disney can drive subscribers with ongoing Marvel and Star Wars projects.
1: What that? That's Prime right.
0: wants to do it with now their Lord of the Rings. HBO does it with how with House or Dragon, whatever Game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> yeah, but well the problem he with it got, is- got that. <laughs> Well, like, cop doesn't have the first two. There is no Halloween 2018 and there is no Halloween Kills. So, what is the purpose of putting this one on there when I can't watch the other two? If you want to put Halloween Kills on your student service, that's fine. But give me Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills too, so I can watch them all. And Otherwise, that's,
0: what is your purpose of that? The that's where they're trying to eat two bites from the same apple again because they're like, well, we don't want you to watch all three for free. If you want, you got to go rent the others. And it's like, yeah. no, give me. All of them, or give me none of them. So, no, yeah, because I, I look too, and those two movies aren't streaming anywhere. You have yeah. to rent them or buy them.
2: Yeah. and Which is surprising. You would think that at the very least, the last one that they put out, they would want to also have like well, right there. Like, hey, also, here's this one.
0: It's money, right? It's the same reason why before Disney re released Avatar, they took Avatar off of Disney
2: Plus. Like, if you want to yeah. watch it, you, they want you to pay for it. Yep. Well, and they put that back in theaters too. So right, that's what
0: I'm saying, like they I mean they ideally that's both. What,
2: ideally that's almost what you would rather them do is if it's going to come off as of streaming, put it back in the theater. And so like with Halloween kills, if it's not going to stream anywhere, why not put it back in the movie theaters? Movie theaters yep. are struggling to get movies at this point. They would probably take Halloween kills. They'd take a three a three a, three, a triple header, you know. Come watch Halloween all the way through Halloween ends, you know. <laughs> that would be an awful experience.
0: I back like. in my day, I'd have done it.
2: But Yeah, I know. My, be...
0: I gotta move my knees or they lock up now.
2: Yeah. I can't sit for that long.
1: Speaking of which, let's move our knees over to the <laughs> that was a bad transition. No. It was a really and, bad one. Let's of, try, uh, I liked it. <coughs> it. it I liked it. Let's move our we're knees to the letterbox. From... Think of it like, we're moving our knees. We're running over to the next lane.
0: Okay. Running okay.
1: away from okay. Jackson and into the letterbox. Well. Yeah. Michael Myers, damn it. They...
0: Let me, I've got it ready for us. The most popular review on Letterboxd is, at this point, Haddonfield needs to be nuked. And the second one is, Michael Myers should be charged with murder. So, what do we think? Those two reviews didn't really give us any indication of if they liked the movie. No, but those are the two most popular reviews on the site right now.
2: I think it's going to be 2.8. Certainly,
1: that's
0: true. That's 2.8.
2: That's about exactly 8. where I was going to go. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say 2.9. <sighs> Sorry. You really put
0: me in a bad spot here because I don't think it's a three either.
2: And uh, you, you're probably going to have to box Garrett in there.
0: 2.8 and 2.9. Do I guess? Was... I just feel so weak because I don't believe it. But I guess, uh, yeah, 2.7 because I don't think it's going to be really
2: low. Right, I don't remember what Halloween Kills was.
0: I think they'll like it enough. Yeah. All right, well, let's see. Halloween ends, like you said, fresh movies, so these are some early reactions. We've got 53,000 ratings, and 79 people have marked this as one of their four favorite movies.
2: It's surprising.
0: <laughs> it is surprising because...
2: For the other three Halloween movies.
0: The average score of Halloween ends is lower than any of us said by a good amount. (laughs) It is currently sitting at a 2.4, which makes me the default winner, but not because I was close. (laughs) Yeah, it is at a 2.4 right now. Let me just compare that to Halloween kills really quick.
2: I think that's like a 2.8 or 2.9.
0: Halloween kills is at a 2.6.
2: Yeah. What about that first one, that Halloween? one that everybody was so 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 jacked up. For. If I remember correctly, we were very high
1: on it and the litter box community was not. The Halloween 2018 is a 3.3. 3. Okay.
2: okay. All right. That's a steady decline. It's yeah. a
0: steady decline.
2: Yeah. What about 1978 no, Halloween
1: the, the other the think, fourth I movie mean, in I the franchise? Like, I feel like this one's a 2.5 for, for me. It's good. <laughs> It's about when I walk away. I like the ending. I don't like yeah, this version
2: of an ending, but I like the ending of this movie. Yeah, this is a tough one. I will also go with a two and a half. I kind of found it disappointing.
0: Halloween 1978 has a 3.9 on Rotten Tomatoes. There you, there you go. And I'm a big dumb dummy, so I'm going to give it a three and a half because I had fun.
2: There you go. There you go. Hey,
0: that's another <laughs> wrong. Big dumb with that. dummy. Nothing <laughs> I'm wrong okay with that. it. That's it's a, of a matter. Look, uh, it's divisive, and I have gathered yeah. that from some of the readings I have seen. That mm. some people really love it, and some people think it's the worst you know, thing ever made. And honestly, that's America, that. ain't it?
2: I don't think it's the worst <laughs> thing ever made. Thing. No, I saw. Nikki told me that you liked it based on something you would put either on Twitter or somewhere else. Yeah, but tweeted. And then Twitter. you were def- you were maybe defending the ending. I was like. Defending the ending, the ending was like the best part. That was the climax we were all waiting for. me, it was the build that really seemed discongruent from the rest of the franchise. Um, at least this trilogy, Quadrant. I keep forgetting that 78 Halloween is a part of this. But yeah, I wouldn't say it's the worst thing ever. I would say that it was a little disappointing. It's not bad. There's a lot of good stuff in it. It's just... I don't know. I miss John Wick Michael Myers. Doing all kinds of crazy kills. He was cops. Cool. He was cool. So doors into women's faces. Was...
0: Where do you ha- before we wrap up, let's rank the three.
1: I think it's one, two, three.
2: That feels Yeah. I'll say two, one, three. Just because I You I'm like in
0: two the most. Oh, you didn't in, see one.
2: In, did you? I'm in Halloween Kills. I'm in that podcast. So
0: I, I think it's I don't know. I th- so it's one at the top for sure. And yeah. I'm kinda really close on the other two but well, i'm feeling close. one three two right now but by a hair by a hair just because i don't know i really i for some reason this time i just really liked that i walked in and it was a fully different movie i was like that's yeah. a fucking that's some balls that i'm into yeah. it i appreciate yeah. that it,
2: it and in that case i would say that maybe the time gap should have been longer maybe it should have been a longer gap and i think that might have made that's, a difference. That's that would have made it feel like Lori's moving on made a little more sense. Four years later doesn't feel like enough time. Ten years, I don't know. That might have been long enough to be like, okay, Lori's had a lot of time to move on, and Michael's not been back, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't I have no more notes. I'm not. We All could right. do like another thirty minutes of notes, and I don't want to do.
0: That. Yeah. No, I still. Halloween is still, I think, my favorite horror franchise. For I'm now, They haven't ruined <laughs> it yet. Yeah. But we'll be we got a couple more weeks of Halloween fun for everybody. Next yes. week we're gonna do David's pick. I don't know if you want to tell us or if you oh, want my, it to be a surprise. I mean, we know, no, but do you want to tell the tell audience? You. They'll
2: know. <laughs> if you're still listening at this point, yeah, we are gonna be reviewing uh The Crazies, which is a remake of a George Romero film from 1978, also called The Crazies, starring my favorite. Uh, actor uh, in any show, and that's Timothy Oliphant, and some other actors too. In there and it is a zombie film, but it's not. Enti- it's not a zombie film. It's a, it's like an infection film, but like they they are zombies. It's a zombie film, but it tries to walk that line of also being sort of like a infection kind of pandemic film. And it I'm has excited. a. Pretty, I remember it having a kind of effed up ending, and so uh, yeah.
0: Okay, well, I'm excited for that. Real real quick, I guess. I guess I hadn't seen it si- last since before I knew who Tim the Elephant was. But did you know he was in Scream too?
2: Yes, he is. Yeah, I,
0: I was watching. I went, oh, Tim the Elephant. He's a little yes. baby.
2: He's like a little. Yeah, he was. I don't think very I knew him, him
0: last time I watched it. So that was a fun surprise. I'm excited to see it, and then we will wrap up with my pick, which is still TBD. And then it's you, we're you like narrowed it down. Well, I've narrowed it down, and we're barreling toward the end of the year at a fascinating yeah. pace. So I'm excited. This is the best part of the year for our show, I think.
2: Yeah, fun. it's fun. Oh, yeah. If you haven't, go <laughs> through and listen to all the various, uh, you know, so many scare seasons. We've done a lot of great movies, it films, yeah. Happy Death Days. That came up in my time hop today. The Happy Death Day rewatches that we did, those are good. Yeah. I think Halloween might be the franchise we've done the most outside of like the MCU. If you count like the entire MCU, possibly. I think Halloween's our most reviewed. For- so go find that online at so
0: many com. You can search through our episodes and Find whatever you might be interested in if you want to check out our old Halloween horror months. Check us out there. Of course, we're on all the social media that you are probably. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, all those. Letterboxed, find us, follow us for our reviews of other movies that we like to watch just for fun. And of course, as David mentioned earlier, our Patreon. That's where our favorite fans go. Because they give us money. Patreon.com slash so many sequels. You can get in there pretty cheap and we'll let you in the Discord. You can hang with us. It's cool. But other than that, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.